am beautiful. You are magnificent. I am strong. You are powerful. I am inspirational. And you are destined for greatness. Together, Together we, we are the Beautiful Teenage Imperfection, Imperfection Podcast. Yes. <laughs> hey, 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 beauties, and thank you for tuning back into another episode of the Beautiful Teenage Imperfection Podcast. I'm your host, Dinesia Ross, and today I have with me the lovely Dr. Choa. Yay! Hey. <laughs> Hello, guys. Hello. Thank you so much for just taking time out of your day today just to have a conversation with me. Just to let you guys know, Dr. Choa does have her own podcast, so for all the adults listening i'm just gonna let her give a little bit of insight on what her podcast is about sure so i co-host the podcast hey doc let's chat a friend and i another fellow doctor who's an OBGYN. we started it probably about one year ago and in our podcast, we basically discuss health issues as they pertain to women of color. So it has been quite the journey and definitely a needed podcast in the community. And we're just so happy and thrilled to provide the information. Yes, guys. So it's definitely something you guys should definitely tune into. And is it on all podcasting platforms? It is. It's on iTunes. It's on Anchor, Google. So you can find it anywhere. And we also have a website. It's called HeyDocLet'sChat.org. And you can listen to the podcast there as well. Well, definitely, guys. Tune into that. So we're just going to like dive right in. As you guys know, I am a nurse and she is a doctor. So today, most of our conversation is going to be health related. So first, I'm just going to start off just with a little background on who Dr. Choa is. So the first thing is, um, did you always want to be a doctor? If yes, why? If no, why not? So I, it's quite the story, actually, when people ask me this question. So I wanted to be a doctor as early as eight years old. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. And so it's, you know, for those of you who don't know, I grew up in um, Eswatini until around the age of nine years old. So that is a small country of about one million people in southern Africa. And so I remember the, the very minute um, when I made the choice and decided to do medicine. My grandmother actually had suffered a massive stroke. And my mom, who was the oldest daughter out of all her siblings, really took that role to help take care of her mom, so my grandmother. And so she would go to the hospital and do everything. She would take care of my grandmother, um, take care of her at home, change her, feed her. And so I did a lot of the trips in the hospital at the time. And my grandmother at one point was admitted in a government hospital. So it's not like the hospitals you see here, right, not like the right. hospitals that we work in. Mm -hmm. So it was completely different. And so I, I remember one day when my mom took us to the hospital and it felt like nobody was taking care of my grandmother. Um, my grandmother did not have a bed at the time because the hospital was so full. Mm -hmm. So she had to sleep on the floor. Wow. And she slept on the floor, and I felt like nobody ever came to check on her. And as a kid, and maybe this is my eight-year-old impression of what was going on as a kid, I felt like she was put in what I described as the death ward. 
Everybody around looked very sick. They looked unhealthy. They looked like they had just been abandoned by everyone in the hospital. And that image to me was so unfair. And I thought, how can somebody be treated this way? And so I said, when I grow up, I want to be a doctor and I want to take care of people equally. And I don't want anybody to have to be taken care of like this. And so from that minute, I made up in my mind that I was going to be a doctor. Mm-hmm. And so I pretty much never strayed from that. Um, right. I just completely followed that path. Right. So. <laughs> That's absolutely amazing because I feel like growing up, and for you to know that at such a young age mm-hmm. is very amazing because I feel like for many of us growing up, we don't know what mm-hmm. we want to be or we're pushed into doing mm-hmm. something that we don't want to do. Mm-hmm. So for you to know from a young age that that's what you wanted to do mm-hmm. and stuck to it, that's very commendable. And you're an amazing doctor. Oh, so thank you. By all means. <laughs> by all means. Thank so. you. All right. So let's go on to the next question. So we're going to go into... Um, menstrual cycle Mm -hmm. I feel like when you're coming into that preteen teen age that's when you know your hormones start kicking and you start going into a whole different your body starts to change Mm -hmm. so definitely um I feel like some of the questions that preteens and teens have the first thing is what is a menstrual cycle Mm -hmm. like um should I use a tampon or should I use a pad? Sure. You know, what's normal, what's not normal? Like, can you answer some of those questions sure. for us? So I think without getting too um, complicated, if I had to describe what a menstrual cycle is. So a menstrual cycle is uh, about tw- in about 28 days. Um, and usually it's about, I would say with the preteens, it can be about 25 to 31 days. And your body is going through hormonal changes. So there's different chemicals in the body that are basically preparing the body to carry a baby. So um, it's, as you know, women, we have this uterus. And so women get pregnant and the body has to do a lot of preparation in order for that to happen. And so when a kid is uh, turning into or hits puberty, this cycle will start. So the body will undergo those hormonal changes. Typically, a normal cycle is going to last about 25 to 31 days, as we described. Um, For some people, they may not have a normal cycle, and it may be longer than 35 days, and that's when we say it's irregular. Okay. Now, when you're talking about the cycle, you also have to talk about now the period. Sometimes Mm -hmm. a lot of girls, um, women may not understand that when you're talking about the cycle, it's not like when you're actually having the bleeding, which, by the way, I didn't talk about. So let me go back and (laughs) talk about that a little bit because it's so complicated. And, you know, when you're explaining it to teenagers, Mm -hmm. you have to be really simplify things. So in that, you know, 25 to 31 days, the body goes through a lot of hormonal changes to prepare the body to carry a pregnancy if a pregnancy does not happen basically now the lining of the uterus sheds all that that preparation to prepare the uterus to carry a baby all of that we the body doesn't need that anymore and so it sheds and that's when you bleed right so you will basically bleed and you'll bleed for you know depending four to five days Mm -hmm. or so um and then the cycle starts again in the middle of that cycle the body with all the hormonal changes creates an egg 
And if the egg is fertilized by the male sperm, then a pregnancy happens. Okay. (laughs) So that's the simplest way, you know, I can really explain that. But in terms of when the uterus sheds its lining and there's bleeding that happens, that bleeding typically is going to be about four to five days. For some people, it's going to be heavy. For some people, it's going to be light. Okay. And so when, as a preteen, you're going through these changes, it can be very, very dramatic. Yes. <laughs> I, rem- I remember when mine's came. Oh my I goodness! <laughs> so I, I actually had the privilege. I had a sister above me, okay. so who was two years older than me, right? And she actually it was. I think it was really traumatic because she went through that very early, right? So I think she must have been about. She was. 10, 11, I mean, I guess that's normal, Uh but she was about uh, 11, I think, and I remember the fear in her eyes, how scared (laughs) she was, but my mom, okay, she is, you know, blunt African woman, Uh like, you know, I remember her just being like, don't get pregnant, you know, (laughs) and don't touch boys, and boys will make you pregnant, even if the boys kiss you, you are going to get pregnant, don't kiss, don't touch, boys have cooties, that's what this means, you know, and I was like, oh my God. So when my period came, I'm like, no, don't touch me. I don't want boys near me at all. So, I mean, I think it has, having a period has a lot of implications, Mm -hmm. you know, for, for teenagers or preteens. They're becoming now, it's a sign that they're starting to become a woman. Mm -hmm. And becoming a woman comes with so many things. And one of the things that comes with is this is this, the menstrual cycle, which unfortunately now means that you can get pregnant. Yes. So even at 13, at 11, when you start it, when that happens, it means you can get pregnant. And so now comes the conversation about boys and boundaries Mm -hmm. with boys and who you let into your space and allowing boys to treat you with dignity and respect and what it means to have sex. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's, it's, it's a lot. Right. Um, And I think the other question you asked me is about tampons and pads. Yeah. So everyone is different. I would say most teenagers, most preteens are going to start with pads. Okay. And Um, just a quick question with that. How often should you be changing your pad? Like, I feel like that's very important, something that you probably don't know. Mm -hmm. You know, you probably is not taught. Like, Mm -hmm. how often do you feel like, should I change my pad? Yeah. So I would say it. Uh, one of the things that it depends on the flow, okay. right? So if you're going to be bleeding relatively heavy, mm-hmm. um, when you start to notice that your pad is somewhat saturated, mm-hmm. so not to the point where the whole thing is full right. of blood, when you start to notice that it's saturated, then you need to change the pad Absolutely. out. So that can be for one person, they may just, you know, bleed uh you know, lightly, and they mm-hmm. may just have a spot for, you know, several hours. Right. And so that's a little bit different. Right. Um, but for somebody who bleeds heavy, you need to change that pad um, relatively often. Now, if you're changing your pad every hour, that's not good. That typically means your flow is too heavy, and that's mm-hmm. abnormal. Okay, that's what I wanted yes. to get across. Like, if you're constantly having to change it, then that's when you that's need... That's abnormal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. too much bleeding, especially right. at this age. It's right. too much. Okay, definitely. Yeah, but with the tampon, mm-hmm. you cannot leave the tampon longer than eight hours. Okay. That is dangerous. Mm-hmm. You can get really bad infection. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the infections is called toxic shock syndrome, and people 
it's just awful. Mm -hmm. And so please, 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 if you do choose to use tampons, you want to make sure you don't allow it to stay longer than eight hours. Yes. That was a lot of good <laughs> details, Dr. Chart. I try to keep it simple. Yes, but that was everything that I felt like you guys needed to hear. Okay. Because so many things for me. So that's a lot of good details. So thank you for that. You're welcome. So now let's go on to the next question. So now we're going to go on um, to discharges. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's another important thing. Mm -hmm. um, when is it? healthy mm -hmm. when is it unhealthy mm -hmm. when should I go seek help mm -hmm. when should I you know see like okay I'm all right but I feel like knowing the difference between the two is extremely important yeah so before before most preteens are going to start their menstrual cycle or they're going to start um, having periods sometimes they have abnormal discharge and that's kind of the body's hormonal way of kind of saying this this thing is coming so in the preteen years before you get your period it's almost it's a hormonal thing and it's not necessarily abnormal mm -hmm. now if you're preteen and it's itching in that area or foul smelling then that's something that you should talk to your mom about or you know and really try to go and see a doctor about but typically most preteens are going to have a little abnormal discharge um, that may look a little bit weird but it shouldn't smell it shouldn't itch um, and that's really the body's uh, kind of entrance into having a period mm -hmm. now you know when you start to get older and you've been getting your period you know you have to really start to know your body because when you're going through ovulation meaning when your body is releasing an egg your discharge is going to be a certain way you know right after your period your discharge is going to be a certain way but here are the things that I want you to know with discharge when you should really seek out help one it should not smell bad okay should not smell bad if you notice abnormal color um mm -mm. uh green mm -mm. Mm -mm. no okay should <laughs> mm -mm. not have green discharge right, okay right. Mm -hmm. if there is pain when you urinate and you have some discharge there if it's itching you should definitely get this evaluated especially especially if you are sexually active Absolutely, okay yes. because and this is a plug i'm going to do a plug since we're talking mm -hmm. about a menstrual cycle mm -hmm. you know when you start having sex sex has its risks mm -hmm. not only is pregnancy a risk but you can get something called sexually transmitted diseases mm -hmm. yes. okay yep. and these sexually transmitted diseases some of them, if left untreated, can actually affect your ability to have kids when you want to in the future. Mm -hmm. And so it's definitely something that you have to consider. And if you are going to start participating in sexual activity, you need to wear condoms. Mm -hmm. Use Use, use that knowledge. Use that, the knowledge. Yes, yes, use, use your knowledge. knowledge. Yeah. Um, or abstain. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best advice. We like that one. Yeah, we, we like love we we love abstain abstinence <laughs> yeah. because at the end of the day, you if you don't put yourself at risk, you don't have to worry about these things. Right. right you don't right. have to worry about these things. But we know we're living in a different time, a different yeah. world, mm -hmm. um, and kids. You know, my my mom used to work for uh, women infants and children she used to work for a wick in watts and mm -hmm. she used to have she used to come this is why she used to come home and tell us all sorts of stories i don't know if it was to scare us but you know like today i saw a 12 year old who was pregnant right and that makes and it made me cry i am here she's barely she's a child mm -hmm. 
can you imagine mm-hmm. you pregnant? Right. You know, and so, and she'd tell me, like, how, or what was going on in her life, mm-hmm. and, you know, it sketched me so much. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, a 12-year-old shouldn't have to deal with taking care of another child. Right. So besides pregnancy, guys, sexually transmitted diseases, um, and like I said, abstinence is the best, but if you choose not to abstain, mm-hmm. condoms, Absolutely. okay, and seek out help if your discharge is abnormal, mm-hmm. and if you're sexually active, you're having this abnormal discharge, please go see someone ASAP, right. okay? And something for me, like growing up, um, not knowing any better, like mm-hmm. using feminine washes. Ooh. Yeah, like that's a big, big <laughs> no, no. Oh, man. A big oh, no. no, no. So give None us a little that. bit of insight about yeah. that. Yeah. So you also, that area, that private area has to be, you know, it, God has given it the ability to take care of itself, mm-hmm. to clean itself. So hardly ever do you need to put sprays down there. Mm-hmm. hardly ever do you need to put things up there right. um and really sometimes you have to be careful sometimes the soaps that mm-hmm. you use down there and so if you start to put you know what these feminine products that are perfumed and sprays mm-hmm. and all sorts of things to try and clean itself and do all these things you really can uh, upset the bacteria down mm-hmm. there so mm-hmm. that area has good bacteria that helps to the vagina to clean out right. itself okay mm-hmm. and so if you start using all of these products it can upset that balance mm-hmm. and you can get infections called bacterial vaginosis right. Um, right. or yeast right. infections mm-hmm. um, and all of those can lead to having abnormal discharge so do not put anything down there no sprays no nothing Mm -hmm. don't stick anything up there okay Mm -hmm. except Mm -hmm. a tampon if that's what you use (laughs) right 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 right. oh there's cups too we forgot the cups so they have besides besides the tampons and pads now they have um menstrual cups Yes, and they're actually good because you can change them and wash them out. Um, it's good for the environment. Really? It's good in places where people don't have access to pads or tampons. Oh, wow. And it's a cup. There's some videos out there on YouTube. Mm-hmm. You put it up there, you empty it every so often, and you just reuse it. Okay, so if you guys are into the cups, you know, <laughs> look up the cups. You know, look into the cups. You know, you can find everything on YouTube. YouTube is yes, where you, you can. can find everything. Yes, you so can. So that's what you're interested in then go for the cups all right dr so do you have anything else that you would like to let these beautiful teenagers know before we go into the mirror within segment well i think i've scared them enough about the stis and the pregnancy so i really don't have anything else medically to add for them at all um but oh except the the i want to just hone in on the male portion the Dignity, having someone treat you with dignity and respect. And that starts with loving yourself, okay? And so you have to love you. You have to take care of your body. um, And don't let anybody mistreat you um, or talk you into doing something that you know is not right. Yes, yes, yes. Well, just stay tuned, guys, because now we're going into the Mirror Within segment. Right, Dr. Choa. So here you go. The mirror within. Something you would tell your younger self. Sure. So 
Pendy, I just want to let you know that you are perfect the way God made you. You may be different. You may not be like other people, but God made you unique. He made you special, and you are beautiful. Don't listen to what anybody has to say. Always, always remember that, that God loves you, and you don't have to worry about what anybody says. Yes, Dr. Joel. Because I truly just felt that, like, I was almost like, Dinesia, do you hear that, girl? Like, that's what I was just feeling the whole time you just said that. I truly just want to thank you for being here with me, spending time with me. Thank you for just being a part of this journey with me. Oh, this was fun. This was great. This is such an amazing thing that you're doing. Um, You know, I have a a nine-year-old, and so when she's old enough to listen to this. (laughs) Well, she's 10. She just turned 10. um, But I know she's about to go through this stage in her life real soon, so I'll just have to kind of circle back to this podcast, this episode. Because we're going to be on episode 100 by then. I'm telling you, yes. You got to speak it, love. This will be everything. So, Right. Thank you. Well, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the Beautiful Teenage Imperfection podcast. Don't forget to tag a teen on Tag a Teen Tuesday. And until next time. Bye.